ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, every day, them, in between, believe it or not, believe it or not, Emily and I aren't the only people working in Hollywood who aren't necessarily drinking that Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? You catch my drift on that one? So today, one thing that's different, you have one blonde today. This is Taylor. Hello. I'll be holding it down, but I feel like I got enough blonde in me to hold this shit down. Then I have a special guest. He's not blonde, but he is this hottie McHodderson. So hold on to your hats. And by hats, I mean your panties, ladies, okay? This is Frankie Conti. Hi, Frankie. Hi, how are you? You know, I'm good. I'm good. Chilling in, you know, suburbia. My parents' house are doing John Deere convention construction outside, even escaping the city. It's on my head. What are you going to do? Same here. Same here. I escaped Los Angeles for a little bit to get out of the craziness, and I'm dealing with the same issues. I know. You're in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just- Midwest. Mm-hmm. Just to give the peeps a little flavor. So you're a straight, super good-looking, 30-year-old- guy who was in Hollywood and you were doing PR event production. So you like me and Emily are totally immersed in this world. Mm -hmm. But here's the twist with you. Here's the twist. How the fuck did you survive being in Hollywood all this time? And you, my friend, are a conservative. How? Well, um, that's a good question. Firstly, and I think that I, as conservatives in general, I think most of us aren't easily offended. Uh, And we have thick skin and we realize that a lot of people have different perspectives. Uh, We try to understand those perspectives. But until this year specifically, all of this misplaced anger that people have and all of their beliefs have like come out into light on social media and like everyone everyone now is kind of just fighting over their own personal beliefs on social media platforms, it seems like. I just wanted to, I want to preface this, you guys, by saying, you guys know who listen, this is not a political podcast by any means. However, especially these days, politics really bleeds into everything, especially with the election coming up and like every fucking thing is political. I could say like coffee instead of tea, somehow that shit is political, right? And Mm -hmm. obviously a lot of that comes to a head in Hollywood. So Frankie and I talk about how ridiculous it is because, you know, we're going to, we're going to touch in the politics a little bit in this app, but really talk about how, you know, the, the hypocrisies in Hollywood, the thought police in that bitch in Tinseltown, right? So I want you to talk about a time or maybe multiple times when you were in that situation, like you're in Hollywood and the thought police was after your ass. Recently, I would have to say that it's not, I haven't really been attacked directly about views because this year in general has been like the spotlight. Other, otherwise, like I feel like most people keep their like beliefs to themselves to an extent. Uh, obviously, you know, Hollywood's pretty liberal. Uh, right. I consider myself more moderate, but I would say more on the conservative end this year specifically. But I don't think that I've been like attacked directly on like, beliefs uh politically uh i just see the cancellation now and that's Mm. exactly what i'm against it's like you cannot cancel people for having different political beliefs than you it's that's not that's not equality that's not what a democracy is built on dude and you know what's ironic about it is that 
Hollywood, like, I feel like actors really pride themselves and I'm not trying to totally shit on them. Okay. I'm just, we, Frankie and I are both like, again, we're immersed in it, but we're also like, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. And I feel like actors really pride themselves on taking Mm -hmm. on different roles and like different human experiences. Yet in real life, when it comes down to it, they can't tolerate an opinion outside of the Hollywood bubble. And I think what we really want to share with you guys is how like you're listening to these celebs and they're tweeting and this and that, but they really are in such a bubble and we want to really like burst that shit. You know what I mean? Like I know for me and I'm super like in the middle, in the middle, even when I would be on a red carpet, I would have celebrities totally assume like spitting on my face being like, Oh fuck Donald Trump this and fuck Donald Trump that and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. And they assume, and it would piss me off because I'd be like, not that I am or I'm not for him, but like, you can't assume that on one way or the other. Like I have amazing family and friends who are pro Trump and you're shitting on them to my, like you can't assume. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you a funny story. And this was like actually a couple of years ago. Um, I was at uh, an event and this one girl had a business and we kind of connected and we were talking and she saw one of my posts on Instagram. It was about, it wasn't about like Trump. It was just about something going on. And Trump was talking about, I can't even exactly remember what it was. It was in 2018. And she messages me and mind you, she's like a hardcore liberal from New York. She goes, if you're even neutral on Trump, I'm blocking you right now. That's exactly what she said. I don't even know this girl. She saw my post and said, if you're even neutral on Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. I am blocking you right now. And I was like, that is, first of all, that's crazy. Come on. They act like he's, here's the mind blowing thing to me. They compare this guy on CNN and different platforms to Benito Mussolini and Adolf Hitler. And that's just insanity. How do you even make that comparison? 100%. But the thing is, and that's the Kool-Aid, the amount of times before Hollywood was canceled in March because of coronavirus, I would be sitting at these big galas and events and you would have like whoever, Jane Fonda, so-and-so speaking, and you're Mm -hmm. in this room, right, at the Beverly Hilton, and it's like the Hollywood elite cheering each other on and clapping at each other. And it's like, right, but if you're so liberal, like put your money where your mouth is and give half your salary to poor people, guys. Right. So it's just like they're so out of touch with reality. They're so and- out of touch. You cannot, as a Hollywood elite on a multi-million dollar salary um, that's amassed a, a net worth of $25 million up, whatever, you can't sit here and act like you understand the common person. I'm sorry, you just can't. Because if you're driving like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini mm-hmm. and you're talking about systemic oppression and inequality, it's like, well, you got to give up some more of your cash then if you really want to, you know, do your part. Because it just, we already know working in the scene how much mutual benefit there is when there's press involved and how much how that directly translates to like an income stream for these uh, a lot of hollywood actors and elites 100 percent. so okay you guys breaking the fourth wall here when frank and i had a phone call yesterday we were talking about today and what we were going to talk about with you guys and we even brought up naming names. Now, you know, Emily and I don't give a shit and we totally name names, but Frank, you even said it could be a PR disaster. What these people have to lose. Right, right. Well, they have a lot to lose if they're not conforming to the set standards of, yeah, 
They have a lot to lose in regards to that. Even if you're not talking about like A-listers, you and I probably know agents, like other people behind the scenes who aren't conformed to the group thing. Do you think that there are a lot of people who are sort of like closeted, whether it be conservative or moderate, whatever in Hollywood? Also to that point, what, what do these people have to lose by openly saying their point of view? Yeah, I know a lot of people on the business side of things that are more conservative that will not speak out for fear of losing their job. I know. Uh, great. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lose a job. Lose a job. Yeah, you could lose a job over your political beliefs in 2020. I have a friend in Orange County, uh, I think in Newport Beach specifically, who got an email from her boss talking about how much they hate a mass email, mind you to, I don't know, 25 employees about how much he's disgusted by Trump and that they need to vote. And I'm just like, I don't even like, why? How can you do that? I just, I don't even think that you should mix politics into work, but that's, that's what it is now. That's ridiculous. But see, like, is that California? Is that like you guys out there? I'd like to know if you're working in your cubicle, you're working at IBM, you're working wherever, is this shit going down? I don't know. I feel like I doubt it. Is this a, you know, a twisted little California is like its own thing in LA thing. You said Orange County, Hollywood. I don't even know. I, I think that it's definitely more in major cities, it seems like. California is predominantly a blue state. Um, Orange County is more conservative, though. So when you have a girl that's more conservative in a conservative area, and then you have a boss, mm-hmm. you know, she's obviously going to feel a certain type of way about that. But I was watching um, Fox News the other day. And, you know, I'm not, I, I, like I said, I pretty, I try to be like, non-biased with stuff. I just try to understand and make a choice based on things that align with my beliefs and common sense. So I was watching Fox News the other day and they're like, if Biden wins, the Trump supporters are just gonna go back to work and not talk about it. They'll be upset, but they'll go. And if, if Trump wins, they're gonna protest and they're gonna riot and they're gonna wreak havoc. So what does that show you kind of about mm-hmm. the characteristics of the people that are, are like conforming to this standard? What's going on? Like, I don't, they act like crybabies over the situation, over Trump. Like TDS is a real thing, Trump derangement syndrome. I don't know, you should look it up and check that out. I wonder <laughs> how far up this shit goes. Hollywood's been so liberal forever, so I don't see this cycle mm-hmm. ever breaking, but it's really sad to your point because it Hollywood is a place that affects culture beyond our country. And if they're only coming, that's what infuriates me about it. It's like, I'm a journalist. I, I have to see the truth in all sides. And if they're only they're only speaking from one point of view, it's just so damaging. Mm-hmm. And I think they just won't, they just won't see that like they won't see it and honestly i don't even see that cycle breaking over there yeah after this year and what we've seen in the in the the extreme of the cancellation like the demands and like the shunning and like the guilt it's very hard for me personally and i i voted for obama by the way i'll tell you i I was a democrat yeah i voted for obama so i'm not like i'm not like lasered to a party um but i'm just saying you could point out any candidate and you're gonna, in your mind, because I think politics is corrupt in general, but I'm gonna pick the lesser of two evils and process <laughs> of elimination on pros versus cons here. Okay, let me ask you this. 
Because we know how you feel about it. You're super vocal. Your views are definitely against the grain. For sh- against like the yeah, for sure. grain, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Say you met your dr- like the hottest girl you could ever in your wildest dreams imagine. Your dream girl. But she is hardcore sipping the Kool-Aid. Would that be a buzzkill? Would you still bone? So it would depend on how, like, I don't care if people have their own beliefs, as long as they're not like pushing it on other people. They, they, they say this, they say, they say religion specifically is like having a penis. It's okay if you have one and you take pride in it, but when you whip it out to everyone and you start flaunting it around, then we have an issue, right? So I'm, I'm thinking specifically, like, if, if someone, a girl, has her views, that's fine. As long as she's not causing issues in the relationship mm-hmm. over those views or trying to push them on me to conform to those views. And, like, if not, like, oh, you're a racist or you're a sexist or you're this, you're that, all these labels to kind of, to kind of make you feel bad and, like, align with them on it. That's what they do is they, they try to manipulate you in a sense and i don't agree with that at all you're like we can bone let's just not talk about it though okay you're killing the buzz it's interesting though what you did say there is a guilt there's a guilt if you don't have a certain viewpoint on something right i mean you have like you have we talked about this in our last episode you have journalists who have been at platforms forever new york times new york magazine and they're literally quitting because they don't have a, you know, they're tired of feeling ostracized and whatever, because they don't have a certain point of view. It's that guilt. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Thanks for bringing that to light. There you go. Learn, you're a little something new every day here on the TV TV pod. I want to ask you too about why, why are celebrities so damn quiet all of a sudden when all of this it's one thing after the other, right? In 2020, like, holy shit, I hope an asteroid just comes and, like, takes us the fuck mm-hmm. out. But in the meantime, now this whole sex trafficking, pedophilia thing is coming to light. And I don't know about you, but I feel like these slubs are awfully fucking quiet. Yeah, that's definitely something that should be eye-opening to most people because, uh, you know, they've been preaching to everyone about coronavirus safety. Stay inside, wear your mask, you know, don't be around people, don't gather the BLM stuff, um, you know, the systemic racism. And you would think that both of those are controversial for different reasons because people have different information sources and they're going to, uh, they're going to take either a conservative approach, liberal approach, uh, you know, money versus health, um, whatever. But I think everyone should have common ground <laughs> on child sex trafficking. Who in her right mind, could not be against that. You guys, this is the one thing. And it's the one thing that these fuckers are the most quiet about. And I just want to get, because I know you've been like reading up on all of this. You're in the know. You're in the know. Yeah. Don't let the pretty face fool you guys, okay? This guy's in the know. And I want to know, why do you think that these celebs are suddenly so quiet about something that obviously is a no-brainer? They're so pick, they pick and choose what they want to, they want to speak out on. Well, I think that there's, there's definitely a lot of sketchy stuff going on at the top um, that we don't know about. Uh, the stuff's coming out with Ellen right now. And 
Oh, we're gonna I'm not to sure that. what to believe. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get to that later on. That's but uh, I think I think that uh, there's a lot that needs to come out that's been behind the scenes, um, and I think that they're they're afraid. I think they're afraid right now to speak out about Wait, it. Wait, isn't it ironic though? Because question, what happened to me too? Did it go away? I haven't heard anything about it. Is it gone? Like what? Uh, where'd it go? It was all the rage. Well, let's talk about the hypocrisy with me too here, because go. if a woman, if a woman is raped, that's a hundred percent wrong. No one's gonna, no one's gonna disagree with that. That's wrong. Uh, the hypocrisy was with the Brett Kavanaugh case. Uh, to me about how they were shunning him so much that woman came out and me too believe all women believe all women and all that um mm -hmm. and it was a lot of press on him he got off uh, whether it happened or not i don't know i still feel for the girl if it's something that happened but then all of a sudden all these allegations come out against joe biden uh in the tara reed girl in me too whose slogan was believe all women is nowhere to be found for her and for because they want Trump out of office so bad yep. that they're not willing to take Joe Biden down for fear that it would help Trump's election. And that's the hypocrisy that I see there is like, One I thought, what happened to Believe All Women? Not Tara Reid. Poor Tara Reid. This girl dissipated into thin air, like my sex life, my apartment in LA. What the yeah. hell? That's what happened. Yeah. That was crazy to me. And it, that you guys, that is the most in your face example right. that is really unavoidable. How? And you know that that shit would be the 24 hour news cycle mm -hmm. if it was not a victim, a alleged mm -hmm. victim of Joe Biden. So that's where it's like yeah. everything is so manipulated. Yeah, Damn. absolutely. I had absolutely. so much faith. Uh, I had um, so much faith that people were gonna stand up and that shit actually did. It just, it went on SpaceX and never came back. Right. And I just, I think it's ridiculous, to be honest. And I think it's kind of a, a slap in the face to women who, uh, who had something happen, obviously, and need Me Too's backing and like something like that, a scenario mm -hmm. where, they, where they weren't there for them. But I thought that they were there for all women, believe all women. I, so that's the hypocrisy that I saw. 100, and all these celebrities, like Alyssa Milano, all these champions of Me Too, it's like, what, suddenly you lost your Wi-Fi connection and you couldn't put, you couldn't put yep. anything out there? It's yep. ridiculous. But we know that sadly this whole year has been a lot of politics involved and a lot of handshakes behind the scenes, a I lot know. of money. Here's the thing though, because yesterday when you and I were talking, you were saying, you know, who, kind of like what Ricky Gervais said in that panty dropping amazing monologue at that award show. And you mm -hmm. basically said like, who are, who's the Hollywood elite to tell us average people how to live, what to do. However, what is to, in your mind, what is the balance of like them shutting the hell up? but also using their platform, like we're saying right now. Because I feel like there is that thing, not defending them, but it's like, can mm -hmm. they win? You know what I mean? Well, I think Michael Jordan has always been a good example of someone who has kind of refused to stay out of politics for the most part. And he knows that if you have a fan base, you know that it's going to be a mixed individuals. And there's a difference between taking a political stance, um, you know, Democrat, Republican over a candidate, and being a good person and just having good morals and values, the right and the wrong versus like choosing a candidate. Um, and he, I think he, that he knew specifically, like, no matter what you said, 
someone was always going to be upset or disagree with it. When you have a fan base that big, you know that you could say something to offend one person in your fan base at least or a certain amount. So who's a high, who's a, you know, well-known person, whether you saw it, you know, in person at an event or whether it be online who spoke out about something and you were like, bro, this is not your place. No, sit down, stop it. I think that Seth Rogen's gone off the handle a little bit. What's up with him? <laughs> I don't know. Seth Rogen like, has said some crazy stuff lately. I know. And people uh, are like wiping his asshole all excited about it. Well, first of all, he's Jewish. Um, and he said some pretty interesting stuff about Israel. And I'm sure a lot of people weren't happy about it. Now, don't take this to the fullest, but I'm pretty sure he said like the formation of Israel like, wasn't necessary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is kind of, which is, which is definitely like, you're gonna, you're gonna upset a lot of people by saying that. You're gonna upset a lot of people by, by saying that. Maybe think it through. I heard that people were writing All Lives Matter um, on his thing. And he was just like going off the rail on comments on them, like basically like saying the craziest stuff, like I'll murder your family or like go kill yourself or stuff. And I'm just like, whoa, come, dude, come on. You shouldn't be acting like that, okay? No. Do I need a restraining order? Do I? Cancel culture. Mm -hmm. You talked about, and we've talked about this so much on the podcast, how ridiculous it is that a tweet from 1976, when Twitter wasn't even alive, gets you fucking canceled. However, we have a new one now going on with Ellen, right? With this alleged long withstanding behavior which by the way we all i don't know if you knew we all knew about this this was like the biggest kept secret Mm -hmm. in hollywood even i knew yeah i actually don't know like that much on specifics of uh i think that there was a lot of misconduct with the treatment of employees correct and then when the cameras are off it's like she's like a completely different person exactly so that's what i want to get your input on i'm the number one against cancel culture i think it's ridiculous i think it stifles freedom of expression but Mm -hmm. with something i have to say with something like this where you have a reputation for years and years Basically, Mm -hmm. you guys, she, again, we all knew about it, but apparently just like really treated her staff horribly, wouldn't let her own staff look her in the eye. This one uh, employee told a story about how he was away for a month because he tried to commit, they tried to commit suicide. And then they went, they checked into a mental facility. And when they got back, they were fired. Stuff like that. That's just horrifying. So in my mind, I don't want to say that warrants being canceled, but listen, if, you're going to treat your own people like shit for that many years and years. You got to go. Yeah, it's definitely not good. And I'm, see, I don't understand. I'm not really sure the hierarchy of her business and how it's operated. Um, I would, I would assume that uh, who, who's her, uh, who's managing all of her employees? What company? Is it her team that managed it? It's her, so I believe it's Warner Brothers is the studio, but then she has a team. Okay. All, I guess there's like four or five like high up executive producers and they're all, you know, under fire now because yeah. of how it trickles down. But it really, it's like your name's on the show. Yeah. So. Right. And, and she knew about it and allowed it, right? She knew, she if she knew about she it. She didn't, but how the fuck do you not know? Right. Know. And that's, that's the issue is if you are a part of a company and you're the face of it and that stuff's happening like under you uh 
it can't happen. I mean, it's just unethical. It's wrong. I think it really needs to boil down to specifics on that case because I haven't looked into it too much on the specifics, but I think that it boils down to if she knows about it and it's going on for that. I'm sure she did if it's going on for that long, right? And all this stuff's coming out. Um, it's right versus wrong with anything. It's just common sense. It's like 100%. you can't be in that position and allow that stuff to happen. It's a bad look for you. And it's also the hypocrisy yet again of, you know, I think that's why people are so pissed because it's like, be kind, be kind to others. And it's like, A, you're making millions of dollars, bitch. B, you're telling us one thing and doing something else. It's just, I, I just right. think it's like unacceptable. And the other part of it too that I find really fascinating and I want to get your take on this is people on the internet you know, they love talking, like you said earlier. Mm -hmm. So many people are saying, if this was a man, this whole thing wouldn't blow up the way it did and it wouldn't be a big deal. They would just allow this behavior. Mm, I think in 2020, I'm going to disagree with that. I think that it would be blown up pretty big still. Expect Harvey Weinstein's a perfect example of something that just came to light, where mm -hmm. I think he pissed off the wrong person and... Then everyone came out of the woodwork and they canceled him. Like, no, we're not going to allow that anymore. I totally agree. And Emily and I would always talk about how we would hate when women use the I'm a woman card, the victim thing. Mm -hmm. I have never yeah. felt suppressed as a woman in entertainment. And maybe I'm lucky. Maybe I'm one of the few yeah. unfortunate ones. But I don't know. I feel like men... I, in the wake of me too, especially with this Ellen thing, like men would get treated differently. It's like, I just feel like men are getting like so shafted and yeah. doing a disservice to them. And I just feel like it's not fair. People are, that's yeah, really provocative. Um, like that's really, people are going to be like, how could you say that? But. Well, look, like I said, when, when you, when you live by like a code of ethics here in life um, and you establish what right versus wrong is. If you're a woman and you're working for an organization, then you need to do everything you can to try to lawyer up and prove that this is going on because you have a case in hand then. If, if it's wrong, you have a case and you could get a nice settlement out of it. So it's right versus wrong here. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not a woman, so I'm not going to speak for women on being uh you know ha being harassed in the workplace sexual harassment stuff you know cat calling all of that uh, i can't speak on that because i'm not every woman and <laughs> i'm not a woman at all but i'm saying i'm not i'm not every single person either on the side of the thing you don't get cat called frank you know i i don't i don't even think you know i wouldn't even think that men would handle i think men would be more flattered by cat calling than like offended wouldn't you think totally i don't know Totally. I'll start catcalling you. <laughs> Give a little ego yeah. stroke. <laughs> yeah, so like an ego booster for the day. Do you feel like it's gotten to the point, again, this isn't the popular point of view at all, but to the point where it's like men can't win? Um, I think that there's like such a shift going on where it doesn't make sense. Like you have to question, is it really about equality or what's going on here? Because... The cancel life has just taken it to the extreme, you know? It's like, we're going to cancel every single brand that has ever had a tie to racism or anything controversial. Um, you know, the Washington Redskins are going to change the name now. They, the Aunt Jemima, the Uncle Ben's. Here's the craziest one. It's that 
agents in Texas are now uh, being told that they can't call it the master bedroom anymore. Real estate agents, they can't call it the master bedroom because that has ties to slavery, uh, you know, over 200 years ago. So that's, it's taking it to the extreme. You know? I want to tell you this. I, I told this story before on the podcast, but I want to get your reaction. But I was working for this female centric website. And when Me Too first started, I had an interview with Charlize Theron and she was like, mm-hmm. we, she was like pro men. Like she was like, we need to not ostracize them. We need to get them in on this. That mm-hmm. to me is like equal, not bashing men right? I pitched it to the publication and they were like, no, we don't want to run it. We don't want to run a piece that's celebrating the men in our lives. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts. You guys, the information and stuff you're getting is all from this like preconceived, whether it be about gender, whether it be about politics, everything is uh, so deep seated in this, like what's allowed. Well, why do they call, um, you know, why do they call it a program? Let's start with that. Why do they call like these television stations, why do they call it a program? In my mind, it's programming you to think a certain way. You have, if you see something so much, you're going to start to believe it. And it's like programming your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in, mm-hmm. you guys, for real. Think about what your beady little eyes are seeing, okay? Now, before we close out our time together, I want to talk about you know, the space that we're in in Hollywood at large, because you're like Emily and I, and that like you're in it and you dig it, but you also see what's wrong about it and you challenge it. Right. So this whole thing Mm -hmm. I think has been really eye opening for people like us. Do you, do you feel like your relationship with Hollywood and like living there and working there has been tainted? Do you like Hollywood? It's a love hate relationship. And I think that most people would agree with that is you like it. It's, it's like, I like that everyone in the scene is about health and fitness and appearance and, uh, you know, going out and having a good time. But then you have like the hypocrisy of things where things just don't make sense where, and they call it la la land for a reason, right? Everyone's in la la land. And that's where I'm like, okay, you want to live your lifestyle the way you do. And that's totally fine. Um, everyone wants to have a good time. I want to live together in peace and harmony. But don't get involved in government and politics, please. That's the last area that you should be speaking on. There's too much complexity of it that you don't know about to actually voice your opinions and try to you know, brainwash your audience to think a certain way. Do you think that this whole thing is because you and I both know, we've seen it firsthand, right? The amount of times I've waited for hours for a celebrity on a red carpet, you know, seeing their over-the-top extravagant lifestyles, like their world revolves around them. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this whole thing is going to, are they going to still feel as self-important when this is all done? Or do you think they're going to, you know, they're going to be back on their bullshit like nothing changed? In regards to the changes that are going on right now? Yeah, just because you know why I feel like this whole thing is, I feel like it's creating a divide between the Mm -hmm. elite and the average person. So do you think that that's going to be humbling for celebrities and they're not going to feel self-important? Or do you think they're still going to be on their bullshit and live, you know, showcase their extravagant lifestyles and be an hour late to a red carpet and all that shit when this is all said and done? Well, I would have to say that they're still going to be on their same, their same game because they're still living in the same area. They still have a mass amount of money. 
they say that two areas that are nearly recession proof are going to be uh, the alcohol industry and entertainment. Because even in down economies, they're usually up. The only reason entertainment's down right now is because of COVID and people can't film and, right. you know, we can't have gatherings. But for the most part, though, they're usually pretty solid because people are always, uh, even, you know, when they're down or don't have a job, like they're looking for sources uh, of fulfillment. And like enter people are always watching TV or, right. or social media now. And uh, uh, as long as they're able to get that income stream, from people and their subscription services or paying to see celebrities or, uh, you know, shows or anything like that, they're going to be in their own little world because they're not, they're not connected to what's going on in society. They're just connected to the income stream that they have that translates into the items that they're buying, the trips that they're taking and their lifestyle. Can you give people who are listening a little flavor of some stuff that you have seen, you know, illustrating this very lifestyle whether it be Um, in general a specific person just something that really sticks out in your mind of how the elite live well i've had friends that i know um are more along the lines of what you would call trust fund baby and you know they want to they want to preach about um you know uh inequality um as far as income and they are driving like Maseratis and Maybachs and stuff. And I'm just like, what? Like, you're the last person you should be helping the most. And you can't just see, they're like, they're like fake supporters. They're like, oh, I'll post on Instagram. I'll post on social media. I'll go out and hold a sign at a protest. But will I get money? Will I go to third world countries and help these people? Will I do everything else and dedicate my life to it? Um, you know, as, as almost like a side hobby to get stuff done and actually to make a difference versus the convenient thing that's going to help create their own buzz you in are, their own self-fulfillment. You are preaching to the choir. And you guys, this fills into the whole like good image PR thing we were talking about earlier Yeah. when I was still working, the amount of times I would get, I would, it would drive me crazy being at these over the top fancy galas. You'd be at the four seasons, you'd be at a fancy hotel and everyone would be dressed up and drinking champagne and you would have celebrities there and high profile figures, entrepreneurs, CEOs, you know, making speeches and donations and doing, you know, all that kind of stuff, auctions. And I was thinking to myself, like, if you really care about you know, whatever it is. I don't see you going out, flying your ass out there and digging Mm -hmm. holes and whatever it is and really getting your hands dirty. It's like whatever is so convenient on the surface. Well, also I have to say this too is I don't know how I feel about charities in general because I feel like there's some element of corruption involved. They say they're not for profit, but they have paid employees. You got to figure out how much money's actually going to the cause Versus like paying people that work on the team too. So that's, a, that's the gray area for me is like, you know, they make a hundred million dollars and like only 10% of it goes to the cause. Like what? What? Yeah. Like I, I would rather go hands on myself and make a difference myself versus like, you know, raising money through a charity at this point. We're not ragging on all celebrities. You know, there are those people mm-hmm. who go out and do, but like you even said yesterday, Leo DiCaprio you know, fighting for, you know, climate change. And then this dude's like on private jets and shit. So it's like, it's, it's, yeah, burning, 
burning fuel to, uh, you know, erode the Earth's atmosphere. No, exactly. <laughs> with these models. It's all, again, it's like the Me Too. It's like the pedophilia. It's all what is convenient to yeah. these guys if and when you know what i mean yeah people need to understand the spotlight of what celebrities are like in the media and and through articles and in movies versus who they actually are in person are usually completely different i'm not saying like uh, uh, i know a lot of like good people too but i'm just saying a lot of them aren't what they are they're act keep in mind an actor is like a professional at playing roles. So you're seeing a role of them, you know, in different movies it, through whatever their publicist agrees to, to put out for them in the media versus who they actually are on a day-to-day -day basis and what their life's like behind the scenes. Do you know anyone that you could name who's so different than their public perception or who they've been on screen? There's definitely some, but it's, more like influencers that I work with, the Instagram ones that are like completely different people in person than what they are on like social media. And I'm just like, wait, like you posted that and like you act like this in person? Like, no. <laughs> it's a business, y'all. It is a business. It is a money making. Think yeah. about that. All these influencers you love. Even like, um, who's that comedian? Sebastian, yeah. what's his name? Maniscalco. Maniscalco. I was shocked because I love that he, guy. <laughs> he's this like over the top, rambunctious, funny guy. And in person, I said it in our. I was like, you. He's so soft spoken, and like chill, and like kind of because I'm so like yeah. nuts. He was like kind of like throw like oh my god, you know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, you are nothing yeah. like your persona. Yeah. Well, how about um, you know, even these a lot of these boxing is like one of the ones right now that I'm gonna bring up is you have Mike Tyson coming out of the woodwork for a fight. And we all know, like, we're excited to see, like, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., two big fighters. But in the back end, like, they know how much money they're going to make from it. You know, he's coming out of the woodwork. The same thing with McGregor and uh, Mayweather. Um, they were two complete mixed mismatches in boxing because McGregor was a UFC fighter. He, mm -hmm. he wasn't a boxer. But they made millions off mm -hmm. of it. So it's they, people don't understand, like, the back end of why they're doing the things that they do. Totally. I even think about Demi Lovato too, and I don't want to rag on her. I know she's been on through so much, but she's really this pioneer yeah. for like mental health, mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And you know, the times I've interviewed her, I'm like, is anyone in there? Knock, knock. Is yeah. anyone home? So it's like, you don't know well, how much stuff is curated. Well, the Disney curse and the, uh, the fame from a young age and how it affects you psychologically, you know, when you're getting that much attention from the public at a young age, like, I, I think that we all need to um, sympathize and empathize with how that affects like a child mm -hmm. and leading into like the later stages of life. Now, moving forward, I know you said Hollywood is always going to be there, right? People are always, and I've heard people say there's going to be some great art that comes out of this, and I'm sure there is, and people are going to need that escape. However, shit is so real. That's why I said that there's such mm -hmm. a divide. Like, you have the riots and the economy and all this shit. Do you think Hollywood and what they these people have to say is becoming a little bit irrelevant? How do you see it moving forward? I think that... Since it's so ingrained in society to be able to watch TV um, or knowing like what the public figures are because of press, I think it's still going to be, I think it's still going to be relevant. I think that the people that are going to be care, like they care about entertainment are going to be like, 
you know, listening to everything they say. And then the people that generally don't watch TV as much are just going to do the thing too. I think that's, that's how it's going to be in general. Um, I think even though 2020 seems so insane right now, I think like five years from now, it's just going to be like, oh, okay, it happened. It's going to be back to normal at some point. At some point, we're going to return to the normal for sure. Are you looking forward to going back to Hollywood or has this whole thing made it kind of like jaded for you? Because I know for me, it's like, I don't know, doesn't it feel being out of there? It feels like normal, doesn't it? (laughs) Like normal life. It feels like, it feels like in Hollywood, you were like, bench pressing like too much weight and then it like collapsed on you and then like you left and then like you were able to pull the weight off somehow (laughs) um there is definitely it's like it's very motivating to be there because everyone's ambitious so you're like oh i gotta join this like ambitious herd i gotta do big things too but also um it's very stressful at times like to think about uh you know what you're doing there and like what's going on like because before you know it's it's a very fast-paced lifestyle as you know like you go there and then boom it's like 10 years later and i'm like wait i've been like living in this scene for like 10 years holy crap no literally it is like a vortex of five years i'm like holy shit yeah it's fast it's definitely a lot faster paced than the suburbs you know totally totally but you're looking forward to going back one day and picking up like uh yeah, you know, I actually love LA. I'm not a big fan of the government right now. Um, I say and- the same thing, by the way, privately, you guys. Frank and I say the same thing. We love it there, but the people there are Looney Tunes. But yeah, I they're, they're the Looney Tunes, and that people need to understand that LA isn't just Hollywood. You know, the biggest issue is the homeless um, mm-hmm. situation that needs to be addressed, and it's very sad, and it's very, um, it's very eye-opening itself that that's been there that long in the same energy that they have right now for everything else going on. It's like that hasn't even been addressed enough. It's bad. Yeah. For people like us who are in the world, but not, it's such a weird dichotomy. I remember leaving so many over Mm -hmm. the top extravagant events with people Mm -hmm. in ball gowns and crystals and the whole thing. And then you leave and on your way home, it's like five homeless guys, you know, sleeping on your tree. And it's just like, it's such a crazy thing to witness in real life taylor isn't it crazy that these celebrities are on social media and on their platforms preaching all the time about all these different world issues in two miles three miles down the street you have skid row one of the largest homeless homeless colonies in the country and they're not even helping that that's what I mean. How much it's hypocrisy? Like, that's what I mean. And it's like, if you care so fucking much, I don't see you handing over, you know, a couple mil out of your paycheck. You'll never even miss that money. But it's like, again, it's like, right. it's not in their best, you know, it's not really at the end of the day in their best right. interest. So. Well, there needs to be some type of benefit attached to what they're doing. Like I said, if they're going to go out and they're going to go to another country, they're going to bring a videographer. They're going to get content. They're going to get press out of it. There has to be some type of like, mutual benefit rather than just doing it just to do it mm-hmm. well listen it was sexual it was enlightening <laughs> it was real i appreciate you giving your two cents and i hope you guys really take away you know in all of our like all of our episodes to really you know don't take everything at face value especially right now you guys everything is batshit crazy and especially when it comes to mm-hmm. the world of hollywood and these celebrities influencing you really think really think we got some time Think yeah. about 
where it's coming from, the motivation, mm -hmm. you know, cause not everything is as it seems. Yeah. And don't whip your dick out and try to force your point of view on us when we don't want it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>